gonna freaking. I love this. I I'm love gonna it. mess this up so oh, badly. Dude, I'm telling you right now, it's hard. All I know is I'm not gonna do this well, but I know I'm not gonna be, you know, Kevin McAllister's. Uh, you know. Oh, you talking shit before you're doing it? Well, now I'm gonna look at you. I was I was gonna give the courtesy of not looking, but I'm staring at your fucking face. Good luck. All right, here we go. It's the Gender One Podcast with your host, Nate Laugs, featuring Ben Kotowitz and Madam. And here's the podcast! <laughs> wow! <laughs> that was horrible. That was so good. That, that was, was so bad. My dad's going to be so proud of me. He's never been proud before, but that moment is going to be the moment where he's finally proud of Tide me. turned. <laughs> Uh, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the 10 to 1 podcast for the second episode in a row. Bradford Omen uh, mysteriously is not. Did we murder Brad? No, but we, we're putting him in the penalty box. I just don't like his attitude lately. It's true. And it's like, I, I feel like sometimes you feel like he judges us. And rather than just cut the mic, we're just like, stay home. No, I got, don't, don't get me started on the cut mic thing because I got some crap about that on Twitter. And we're going to be talking about that on the Go Fix Yourself podcast. But. Uh, Brad is sick. He doesn't have Still. COVID, but he's he is just under. So last the week he was in in uh, Great Britain. Yep. This week he's sick. And let's just let's all calm down. It's good Britain. It I is. I don't know that it's great. Yeah. Well, this week though he got gonorrhea. <laughs> <laughs> Jeez, oh Pete's. And uh, and he's getting better. No, he's yeah he's recovering from the gonorrhea. <laughs> oh man. As you get when you're in good when Britain. you're in good Britain, good Britten with that gonorrhea and. Decent Britain. It's Decent fine. Britain. It's fine. Yeah, it's, it's, it's fine Britain. Fine Britain. It's fine. As we've always said. <laughs> uh, so yeah, we're going to uh, keep it. Well, we said we were going to keep it short and sweet last time. We went for like an hour. So Because we're really good when it's just the two of us. Yeah, honestly. We've noticed. We're improving. <laughs> uh, so, yeah. Podcast finally worth listening to, Brad, which is Ben and I. will not listen to this. He didn't listen to the last one? No, we gave him secret codes. To, a like, secret let code us know. word. And I can tell you, listeners, we've texted thousands of texts in between there not one mention of that word yeah he, he has not listened uh but this is the 10 to 1 podcast where it's a, a saturday night live review podcast and uh we review the latest and greatest uh, uh last uh, episode of saturday night live this time uh dakota johnson was on the show with musical guest justin timberlake uh, it was you know I'll say this. Let me let me preface this where I know Justin Timberlake seems to not have the popularity because maybe I don't know if he got canceled or something. He uh, cheated. He cheated. He cheated, he cheated. But they're still I, they're still together. They're still together, and I feel like that's their issue. And I I don't know this for sure, but I feel like cheating in Hollywood is a thing. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, of all of the torrid things that that's you, you can do, um, cheating is terrible, obviously, but. If you are, if you have worked it out with the person you're with and you're still with them, feel like it's time to move past this. Then maybe give the guy another chance. I mean, if, listen, listen. If his wife is willing to give him another chance, America, I think we should do. Nate Lauk should, right? Yeah. No, so it was good to see Justin JT him. back, and yeah. there was a there was a song that I really loved. So good to have him back. Yeah. Dakota Johnson's hosting for the second time. She hosted. Uh, for the first time in 2015, I assume after what was the sex movie she made? Fifty sh Shades of Grey. Yeah, Fifty Shades of Grey. No, now she's uh, promoting uh, uh, Miss Webb. Is that no, Madam? Madam Webb. Madam Miss Webb. Miss Webb. That's when Spider. That's when Spider-Man doesn't hit his target. <laughs> it's a Miss Webb. Uh, uh, yeah. 
No, uh, Madam Web, uh, Marvel property, uh, featuring her and coming out in a couple weeks. What's, um, what's uh, she, she? What's the other woman? The nice young lady. <laughs> what the, the blonde lady that's in that movie? Wait, well? I don't know. Sydney Sweeney. There, Sydney. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about, Sydney Sweeney. Uh, so she had a joke in her monologue about that, where it's basically your yeah. Let's get into it. Let's just get into you it. You know what? Let's get into it. We we had to get on it. Okay. Quit beating Nate. Quit beating around the bush. I'll stop. All right. First, a sketch of oh, cold opening NFL Championship Sunday cold open. Uh, professional football commentators portrayed by James Austin Johnson, Andrew DeSmooks, Keenan Thompson, Mikey Day, Michael Longfellow, and Devin Walker bemoan the end of football season. I'm a massive football fan, so I, I get this a little bit. But I want to. I want a little pop quiz for you, buddy. Yeah, sure. Uh, as I was researching this episode, Phil Simms. So they've done three NFL Championship Sunday cold opens, or just at least sketches. I assume they're mostly cold opens. Um, CBS on uh, or NFL on CBS. And Phil Simms has been in all three of them, right? Okay. Three different SNL cast members. First one in 2007. Who played Phil Simms in 2007? 2007 Phil yep. Simms? Oh. You're usually pretty good at this. Chris Parnell? No, good good guess. Will Forte? Nope. Jason Sudeikis. Mm, that makes sense. Then in 2014, again... Phil Simms was in, you know, he was portrayed in a cold open in an NFL uh, championship, well, NFL and CBS sketch. Who portrayed him in 2014? So seven years after that. And that, yeah, that's that's going on nine years ago. Well, 10, 2014 is 10 years now. I said going on because it's only January, you know, so it's, it's barely 2024. It is 2024, though. The, the math checks out. Beck Bennett? Close. That was, uh, I like that guess, but it's Taryn Killam. Ah, and so in the, the, this, Be the Beck Bennett before Beck Bennett. Yeah. And this one in 2024. So we've got three sketches, 2007, 2014, 2024. This one was Michael Longfellow. Um, I did love the uh, joke by Keenan Thompson. There's no other live TV that is remotely watchable Man, other than football. That got a very good meta applause. Yeah, so what did you think of this? This was not a political cold open. We've been bemoaning that ourselves. I love, first of all, you, I see the like the, the, the NFL on CBS logo and my heart leaps like, we're doing it. We're not doing it. We're not doing the, you know, the, the political cold open. We're doing Which I appreciated. I really did I appreciate it. Some this, this, like, and then I, I start watching and they're they're slowly building it, so I'm like, okay, good escalation yep, I, here. I agreed. You know, uh, Dismukes as Romo is great yep. as like just kind of because again, this is playing on the the idea that uh, Tony Romo said something that was kind of depressing right. in one of the things, and they just ran that with went it. viral. But and, again, this is the perfect idea of what we're talking about. It wasn't just a shot for shot remake of what happened. It was taking a small thing and making it big. The idea that these That's, commentators are getting depressed exactly. at the end of the season. So that was great, and then throwing the the little jab at themselves and uh, SNL great and it peaked for me when james austin johnson originally started singing with the autotune and the, the crowd organically started enjoying along with like for real enjoying it i was like this sketch is amazing and then unfortunately yep Keenan, everything right? went, everything went off the rails they, like i think that maybe the monitors they couldn't hear where the song was and so they just they all keenan especially but they all Kind of just were off, and it, it was like that ruined. They were it was like so they were like a line ahead of the music, oh. and it was just so uncomfortable to watch. It should have been not an all timer, but it should have been really. There really was great. some good stuff happening. Re in this. I was loving it. Yep, yep. I, and it I just agree. derailed so hard, and so I felt bad. 
I, I feel bad even critiquing it. I don't want to poorly crit- because I'm so happy that they went with a yeah. non-political cold open. I still like this, even though that happened. I still like the sketch. I, I thought it was there was some good stuff in there. Hundred percent. I like that they took something contemporary but made it somewhat unique. To and SNL. they, the only thing they did about Taylor Swift was a one-off with Andy Reid. Instead of making the entire thing, Molly Carney's uh, uh, Andy Reid is great. Yeah, so that all that worked. They they knew what they were doing here, and unfortunately, technically, yeah, it, it just didn't. It was a sketch that just like it seemed like going, 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 and then plane crash. Yes. Oh, <laughs> unfortunate. So uh, too bad. Uh, you know what though? SNL don't let that uh, derail Man, you. Keep it going. I that like kind it. of stuff is what I signed up for when Correct. I became a fan of SNL. Yep. All right, moving on. Dakota Johnson monologue written by Mike DeCenzo, Jimmy Fowley, Allison Gates, Jake Norwin, and Sierra O'Sullivan. Uh, actress Dakota Johnson returned to host SNL for the second time. She discussed her appearance on the 40th anniversary show. Her new movie, Madam Webb, or what did you call it? Miss Webb. Miss Webb, as Ben calls it, uh, and being taken out of context by journalists. However, she was interrupted by uh, musical guest Justin Timberlake, who boasted about having hosted the show before five times. Five times. Jimmy Fallon also appeared in costume as Barry Gibb. What did you think of this one, Betty? So um, I was ex- not necessarily expecting uh, JT and Jimmy to jump right into it. You know, you knew he was going to be in something of more course. than just music. I'm glad it happened. It was good. Um, the bringing coming back was a very awkward line yeah and he he let it sit for quite a while and that got honestly awkward it was cringy a little it, bit dakota johnson we're going to talk about this more yeah. in the episode she, dakota johnson is an actress that does well because she's she is an actress she's a good actress i'm I, there, i've got nothing wrong with the roles that she plays when they do a pre-tape she does well when they do live I, she, she's Sometimes just awkward, just awkward. So well, yeah, let's get into that. Look, look a at, little bit. Look at the difference between her and Justin Timberlake. The charisma, the the lines. It is a very different read. So, and we'll talk about that for right now because it happens in multiple sketches. So we we have time to bring that up. Yeah, well, for we now, will. for multiple for, sketches. For talk now, about it. I enjoyed the 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 Timberlake stuff for sure. Jumping Jimmy Fallon in like that With was awesome. It was great, and I wish it was all it was. We'll get into that as well. You didn't like the bringing up the 40th anniversary stuff? Or? No, no. I mean, I wish, all, I wish the, the Barry Gibb talk oh. show wasn't a thing. Oh, really? I didn't. Yeah. Okay, we're going we'll to get into We that. might disagree on that. So I love that it was a uh, kind of a shock and awe thing. Like, oh, he's fully dressed as Barry Gibb for this little bit. That's awesome to me. I liked how self-aware she was a little bit on the, um, where she said reporters are asking her questions and they don't get her sense of humor and, a little bit. And that because feeds into I how, don't necessarily either. That's, like, that's her delivery, right? Yep. And that's that also... I think that's is, just her who she is, is a little it's, bit. It's like it's challenging for her to deliver lines not like herself when she's in sketch comedy. And the Please Don't Destroy one, they compared her to Aubrey Plaza, which I don't really get. Aubrey Plaza is very dry, but you always... For me, I always get the humor in her dryness yeah. with with... This you really sounds don't, terrible. You, Dakota Johnson. It's, it's hard. Like, to, you don't know how to take her, for yeah, sure. That's what I'm saying. I would not like to be friends with her, even though like I would love to be friends with her. I just feel like I would always be like, is that, is she mean? Are you mad? Are you are mad you at me? me? Or like, are you, did you make fun of me? Or was that, oh, you, oh, that's humor. It's so, she's so hard to read. Yep. I agree. I agree. So it was just, there was some awkwardness there, but I thought all in Overall, all, it was yeah, a good no, monologue. It's a good monologue. Yeah. All right. Moving on, waiters. Uh, two waitresses played by Sarah Sherman and Dakota Johnson continuously mess up the orders for a family consisting of James Austin Johnson, Molly Carney, Devin Walker, and Chloe Trost. 
Um, let, let me let me let me preface this sketch with this. I get nervous every time a server doesn't write down my order. So I think that's a great premise to a sketch. Sure. I'm not impressed with your memory as a server. If you don't write down my order, this isn't like a skill that I'm like, oh, good for you. You didn't have to write down my order. Listen, for we're very, very popular amongst the server crowd as a podcast. Write it down <laughs> and make us both feel more secure in this new relationship yeah. we have. It doesn't impress me. If you have that hidden talent. So I like keep this. It, keep it hidden. Act like you're writing it down. I like this premise. There's some good things in that premise. This is, again, a 10 to 1. But and it's early. There was such an awkward delivery from Dakota Johnson, who can't do what Sarah Sherman does with her weirdness. Yep. Sarah Sherman, all the way through Sarah Sherman doing things, I was like, "Oh, this this is kind of fun." Yeah, yeah play, playful, playful, and- like uh, you know, uh, the um order that Sarah Sherman was get- giving them back was close enough to the order that they were giving, so it was like, "Oh, that's kind of funny." And then Dakota Johnson comes in, and it is so not good. It's just stilted as hell. Uh, it was awful. The, it was so the, bad. The but most the awkward, premise wasn't bad. The though. most awkward pauses. I think that's where, yes. like, when you're choosing to deliver a line, and you pause for a millisecond. What, 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 and but when she pauses, it feels like an hour. <laughs> yeah. I, I I've never seen anybody pause for a millisecond, and it and I'm like, why was that so long? Because it isn't that long. But I was the same way. I'm like, I, I feel. I'm starting you, to sweat at home you watching. feel the air just <laughs> be sucked out of everything because I'm like waiting for her to say the next thing. Did you feel the same thing though? Like, okay, this this is on a tray, a track rolling like a train. Sarah Sherman's doing her role. I get where they're going with this. I'm starting to laugh. Dakota Johnson goes off and it is derailed. So I will bring this all the way back to the uh, cold open. That cold open, the one thing that I didn't mention was how kind of stilted and alone each performance seemed to be so f- between Devin Walker and uh, Mikey Day and and Michael Longfellow and Keenan Thompson, the cameras on them, they read their piece. Yep, it's a kind of a little awkward transition to the next person. I think that the cast has been trained this week that it's going to be we got to wait for her to be done and then I've got to jump back in because there is not this fluidity like we normally have with a better host. We talk about ping ponging, yep. right? And it this bled into a lot of the sketches that even the one she wasn't in where it's everybody was very stilted this week. If you noticed, I did. And it, it makes, it, it makes comedy really awkward. It, it, it impacted the show. We talked about this last week sure. that sometimes we critique the sketch itself when I think that's a little unfair to the sketch when into the writers. Yeah. A, a writer when it is just the performance of the Do sketch. you think that we have a little recency bias here? And since we brought that up last week, we were paying more attention to the, how, how bad the host could screw something up? Probably, because it was it was something for me to say, the premise of yeah. this is good. Yeah. This is not I a bad premise. I kept thinking that, like, this is where I want the show to be. Why aren't these sketches better? And I'm not blaming the writers at all. I have said this to people I've eaten with. I just wish they would have written that down. <laughs> you know? Like, <laughs> and and I've, had, I've had servers mess the order up because they didn't write it down. So... The, you know, great sketches and great comedy come from real life situations that are tweaked a little. Yep. And this had it in there. It just was not performed well. And it was performed well up until Dakota Johnson got in there. Yeah, and true. I feel bad saying that because I like Dakota Johnson. There's nothing wrong with her. She's a good actress. And she's got some sketches pre-taped that I really liked. Yeah. But her live performances were it, stilted. And again, it's it's the it's just in the delivery. 
So let's move on to a pre-tape, home videos, written by Dan Bulla, Stephen Castillo, and Jimmy Fowley. This sketch follows a son, played by Andrew Smukes, as he discovers how his parents, played by Mikey Day and Dakota Johnson, conceived him. It also includes Sarah Sherman as the grandmother, James Austin Johnson as the TV host, and Marcelo Hernandez as Spunky, a character with spooky. whom... Or Spooky, yeah. A character with whom Johnson's character had slept. Um, <laughs> so I love this. This actually. is great. This was really great. I love. I've never once thought about. You know. So this is this is a Maury kind of yep. bit. Uh, Maury Povich. <laughs> you, you, let me guess. You've never once thought these are real people, or what these people are like twenty years later. Exactly. Never thought about that. This is such a clever way to this do it. This is a great way to think. Oh, I never thought about that. This is really funny. Like, you know, it like, is. Uh, it's a very great writing, organic, new, unique premise. And it's only available now that these shows from like the 90s make sense that it's like, oh, there would be a grandmother because it's been 30 years. Yep. And you know? Ben, ben Stiller tweeted about this actually and said how funny this yeah. sketch was because I think it is a very, very clever premise. So I watched it with uh, um, uh, my girlfriend Ashley, and and we were sitting on the. Couch. I think that's the first mention of Ashley on this podcast. Congratulations, Ashley! <laughs> Hi, Ashley. Uh, so we we sat on the couch and we were watching this, and she's younger than me. Uh, she's like five years younger than me. So she, she's a kid essentially. Yes, she's a, she's a, she started a watching. Version. Yeah, she started watching when during, during the, t- the they Taren, went the Sarah Sermon. Ta- the Taron Killam era. <laughs> yeah. No, so we're watching it, and like we went to the, we were watching it live. So it goes to commercial, and she turned to me and said, "Does that make logistically timeline sense that there would be a grandmother?" So we're doing the math in our head. Like if if a Maury show like that was in the early '90s, let's say, then yeah, it's thirty yeah one years later, and so somebody that was like in their late 20s would be in their late 50s now. Yeah, sure. And then the grandma character would be in her 70s. Like, yep. and we kind of just sat there, kind of mouth like gave, like, "Oh my goodness." We're all, you know, but again, all this does is it shows you that new material is now available because of just the the, length, the longevity of, of our lives, right? New things are happening all the time that you can reach into. And as somebody that has like very firm memories of the 90s, oh, absolutely. Mikey Day's look just made Good me laugh. Lord, we laughed so yep. hard at that. Uh, it was so great to see, you know, like uh, what was it, like a Man Alive store? You know, like yeah. he was like shopping there like, and Jinko jeans and whatever, like. Oh, and spooky he had this bleached hair and let me let me oh, let me give so some good. praise to Dakota Johnson here because she, there's some subtle things she did in here um where she goes uh in so they do these kind of for those of you that have not seen this yet they're watching a video of them on the Mori is like a Mori Povich type of also, show if you're if you haven't seen the show yet and you're you're listening yeah, come well, on, you well, should. what are you doing and then they're cutting back to the present day but so they watch this, and uh, Dakota Johnson's character, as a young woman, says, "I got this ass, don't I?" And then Andrew Dismukes, who does this so well, looks over at his mother, and she does this like little grin and sh- like it's like, true, yeah. That is just a cute. It's but an also endearing. so funny. Yeah, like, it's like why are you in her endearing? look? Why are you acting like this is endearing and cute? Are you yeah. not seeing what I'm seeing? Yes, and she does it so well. So, so well, I thought it was so funny. Um, Mikey Day's character's hair was so funny. Uh, Both of them, like the yeah, older version too. Oh. So good. I loved this sketch. Yeah. Well done to the writers. It was performed really well. Dakota Johnson, the greatness. I, I just really love this it. This is a great sketch. All right, moving on. 
the Barry Gibb Talk Show 2024 election, written by Mike Desenzo, Steve Higgins, Vanessa Jackson, Jake Norwin, and Streeter Seidel. Vanessa Jackson? Is yeah. that her name, really? Yeah. Oh, Victoria Jackson. That's what yep. <laughs> yeah, They did not call back they didn't conservative Victoria Jackson. <laughs> Barry, uh, played by Jimmy Fallon, as his brother and his brother Robin Gibb, played by Justin Timberlake. Interview Andrew Yang, played by Bowen Yang, and other guests, including Joanne Carducci and Ely uh, Mistal, played by Dakota Johnson and Keenan Thompson, about the 2024 election. Let's Before we get into this, do you as a whole like the Barry Gibb yes. talk show sketches that yes. they've done? Yes. This is the seventh one that they've done. I, I like them all. I mean, I, I like them all up until now. Uh, and, and there's one very specific reason. There, there was some awkwardness in this sketch. It's only because... Jimmy Fallon's voice couldn't do it. Really? You didn't think it was okay? It, it, it wasn't. It was, if you, I went back and watched the last one. I did not compare it. So you can understand everything that he's saying. Okay. And this time, that his, is good, his voice was so note. gravelly and cracked. I was, I had to watch it today with closed captioning on to see what he was saying. Because he has to talk like that. And when, and, yeah, but it, it gets so much so that I couldn't understand him. And this, that's just that's he's older now. He's not able to, to maybe hit that as much as he used to be. And maybe it is a, a hard thing to do. You know, but it's tremendously challenging on your vocal cords. But also, you are talking like if this, if he uh, had maybe too much alcohol the night before, or he had, what, what are you saying? What now? Not uh, he likes to drink. We all do. But I'm just telling you, I didn't enjoy it because of that aspect, and it's more of a almost more of a technical aspect because I still like the sketch. I just wish that I I could have enjoyed the performance like I used to. Yeah, I thought it was fine. I thought it was good. I, I actually enjoyed it. When, there was listen, when, when Jimmy Fallon as Barry Gibb loses his shit yep. on anybody, the juxtaposition of a of a guy like Barry Gibb get it like being so demanding, like, do you know who I am? Like that's why it's funny. And of course, Robin sitting there doing nothing like no doubt. Yep. Is always gonna be that there, there's multiple juxtapositions there why it's funny. And I them trying to sing together, yeah. I think is funny. Yeah. I think the whole idea of them coming back. So maybe I'm just nostalgic about it. I loved this sketch when it was live, when Jimmy Fallon was still on the show. Uh, this is a high point for SNL for me. You know, these Again, kind of shows. I want to be very clear. It's so only because of that one reason. The bias for me might be because sure. I got nostalgic. Sure. Um, so but I enjoyed yeah, that. Because if that would have been a better vocal performance by Jimmy Fallon, probably I not. I bet it wasn't. If you compare it to the other set or other six, is the seventh one. It wasn't going to be the best one right. for sure. It's probably what, one of the worst. Ten years later, I mean, or, yeah, yeah. So I mean, he's he's not a young man anymore. He can't really pull that that range off. Maybe, yeah, for sure. All right, moving on to my boys. Please don't destroy roast. Written by Martin Hurley, John Higgins, and Ben Marshall. The please don't destroy boys and host Dakota Johnson engage in banter and take turns roasting each other. I. Loved this. By far the best. Please don't destroy me. I'm not going to say of all time. It's going to be in top three. It's I think, a top of all time. three it is for me. It, so yeah. freaking funny. And it's and the reason. So tell me, tell me why you think this oh, is so funny. There, there's a lot of them. Uh, I I cracked up at the nepo truce. Thing. Of course, I thought that was funny. Not only so here here's where please don't destroy will go. Not only do they nepo truce, which is funny enough. They do this little like nepo truce saying that apparently all nepotism babies. Right. They're self-aware, which is always funny to me when when comedians are self-aware of who they are, you know. A foot in the door and so much more. Yeah. Um, I loved the, um, 
I'm going to change the cue card so that you say the N-word in your monologue. That's such a dark joke. I mean, it's such I a love how dark it was. And then I love he, that the crowd's like, oh. And then and then how he actually says, ah, I went too far. He immediately pulls it back. You know, but no, I think that the, the reason, again, that, why that, this is so funny is they, they're, you can do a roast or you can do a roast. And this felt like a real, like, oh my God, they're they going for it. They went for it. Yeah. You look like the last three men that are the last three boys that a lesbian slept with before she came out <gasps> kind of thing. Uh, that that was such a. And I've always like, wanted. Oh, I've, I've always wanted to meet the lonelier island. Yes, yes. I love workaholics. Like all of that stuff is great, and just is she did great in this. She was like, great. I mean, that's who she is, though. Yeah. That dry sense of humor is clearly. Oh, every joke was great. Every joke that I listened to, I laughed. And it at. escalated, didn't it? It yeah. escalated perfectly because they are the they are doctors of escalation. It they was. So it was. A, it's it. a. It honestly was kind of a masterclass in. Uh, a, a sketch where you you wrote maybe maybe they wrote 50 roast jokes and then they took the top 10 and then said fuck it let's write another 50 and then took the, and then the, those 10 had to battle it out it's like they distilled it down to like only great fucking joke and that's so hard to do in a in a sketch like that where everything's got to be amazing and it just they pulled it off incredibly well and what is the please don't destroy movie called again i can't remember uh the uh treasure of foggy mountain that's correct I don't believe the hate. Go ahead and see it. It's funny. It is really funny, even though it's only got a forty-two percent rotten. But here's the thing: is there are a lot of comedies. If it oh, if a comedy is in the forty percent range, I'm like, oh, I'm seeing that. Yeah, it's uh, comedies aren't often it's, appreciated it's so, it's by so subjective. Let, let's talk a little bit about film critics because I, I I don't <laughs> love them. Um, I, I mean, anybody that writes for a, a website for a living. Oof, you know, there's very popular websites. There's EW. There's Slash Film. There's all kinds of different websites that people can write for. Um, you know, just take their their opinions to the grain of salt. Yeah, especially if you're like, listen, you can trust somebody if they are who they say they are. But if but if they know, go if, by if it's a, like a, a gnome de plume, it's like that's weird to me. Uh, why wouldn't you go by your name? I thought that you were being truthful about what your opinions were, and I could trust you. Oh, you can't even tell me what your real name is. Yeah, you're lying. You're a liar. You're a liar. Don't, you're a lying. Lying. Don't go by face. a pen name. Oh, I hate that. I hate when I hate when people do that. I, <sighs> yeah. I mean, whatever. All right, um, moving on. Big Dumb Cups, written by Chloe Feynman, Heidi Gardner, Alice Gates, uh, Sarah O'Sullivan, Ken Sublett. Three women, played by Chloe Feynman, Dakota Johnson, and Heidi Gardner, are discussing their large, silly cups. This is uh, a playoff of uh, Big Dumb Hats, or large, whatever they called it, um, that they did. Uh, I think it was called Big Dumb Hats. Big it was Dumb done, Hats with uh, Amy, a- Schumer. Amy Schumer in the November 5th, 2022 episode. Which was a great sketch. I like that one. This one did not hit for me, and it wasn't because I didn't think that the premise was funny. This is a premise that is um, these uh, Stanley Cups are everywhere right now. There's like you know, it is odd to me that these things happen where Everybody, you know, my, my all my office staff has. Oh, everyone wants one. There, and I'm not joking. I walked in one day and they were there. It's not like one yep. of them got one. And I don't know how this happened. On like a random Tuesday, it was like, oh, there are three so that is a cultural women in my office, and three of them have these huge Stanley Cups on their desk. So now. that is a cultural phenomenon that's worth coming to. Oh, 100%. For me, the problem wasn't the sketch premise. It was the execution for this sketch. So this, y- yes. Also, though, I want to say- It was awkward to me. Here's- so you think it's it's the the actual delivery of the, of the lines and and the, and the editing the cut back and forth between people? I thought Dakota Johnson particularly well, was sure. awkward in this. Uh, I there was a couple things I liked. I liked the the idea of them calling each other mama because that's so funny. Because uh, that's what a lot of women call them. Yeah, hey mama. Um, 
but um, I, I there there were some funny little little bits about it. So I don't think they did enough that was different than the first one to say, oh, this is worth doing this for a second time. See, I, I, so I, I agree to disagree. I think that the, I think that this is worthy of a follow up because they could have done, they could have done just fine with this. The problem for me was, unlike the please don't destroy sketch, there's no escalation. No, there were they, they took the jokes. And they 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 used these jokes, write more jokes, and then see which ones work better, and then only use the really really great ones. There weren't the the jokes themselves weren't that weren't as good. There were there were some, but then the sketch went on for a, a minute too long. Yeah, and then the the Marcelo Hernandez part. I'm like, I, this I don't, don't get this. this. I don't exactly. get this. Cut it cut it down by a minute, a full minute. Yeah, and only use the top seven jokes and just do those. That's it's going to be really funny. But they they maybe thought they maybe had more than they did. We're like, ooh, these are all really good, but in that, please, those those, shows, those were all banger freaking jokes, and maybe watching that and then going into this, I was kind of waiting for more hard hitting jokes. Maybe, yeah, I agree. I think the premise is there. There's yeah. something to be made fun of, and there were. I was laughing parody. at certain parts of it, yep. but other things fell flat. But don't you think Dakota Johnson was just a little she's, stilted in this? She just didn't do well. So, and again, this episode, it, 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 a lot of like non-ensemble screen time. I'm going to cut to you. I'm going to cut to you. Yes. I'm going to cut to you. And so when they do that, and you're already talking about somebody who, who is, has a stilted delivery, and now you're waiting to cue her? Oh, man, you're doubling down. In little milliseconds when a, a video <sighs> cut, and I'm not even sure that the 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 production there was perfect either because little milliseconds of of just changes that don't go right and can I know, make a I know that they have to get sketch. the bigger Stanley and the bigger Stanley and that's why they were maybe cutting a few times but there was just but again ugh. that's part of the getting the sketch yep. done perfectly yep. all of that stuff has to work for a sketch to be also done I mean I was I was really hoping that like throughout that their hats were still going to get bigger but they wouldn't even talk about it yeah that would have been awesome yeah just I, I love just, that just say all right, moving on to Weekend Update with Colin Jost and Michael Che. The Weekend Update anchors Colin Jost and Michael Che discuss the biggest news of the week, including Nikki Haley's demand for Trump to take a mental competency test and a man threatening people with a knife at a Planet Fitness. Uh, will you at least, uh, for our new listeners, as we get every week, will you describe the predometer that we're going to talk about? And I'm going to do it the quickest we've ever done it. Yep. The predometer indicates the back and forth that Colin Jost and Michael Che have the playfulness, the outside-the-box camaraderie, and nothing about the actual physical jokes, just how well they were enjoying each other's performances. Which is part of Weekend Update, are the hosts having fun? And Michael Che was having the most fun here, and so I have to say the barometer should be around a, a 75. Because Did you he think was, that Colin Jost and Michael Che it, were having fun It would have been a 90 if Colin Jost would have reciprocated that enjoyment, but Michael Che kept saying, this is my favorite audience. I love I this agree. audience. He was, he was the one really having fun, which is fine, but it didn't do enough back and forth that it would have increased the predominant. Yeah, I was going to go in the 70s as well. That's a good That's a good place because Michael Che was having so much he fun. He was having so much fun. And it so makes me fun. have fun. Man, I, when he's enjoying himself doing that stuff i mean we've talked about him being the heir apparent to a norm mcdonald type where he's really more interested in how it hits the audience in a good bad way he's like i almost think he's taking real notes after yep. the audience reacts he's like oh that one this is on and and clearly he's been on for what 10 years yeah. or something he's whether he's done this season or next season who knows i'm gonna guess he's gonna stay till the 50th because why wouldn't you it's next year yeah um 
but he's at the end of his career and with he, SNL. He's doing what he wants. And he's having fun. Yeah. They're, him and Colin Jost are no longer the head writers. They're only focusing on Weekend Update and then writing whatever yeah. sketch they want to write. Give me more of this. And it's fun. Yeah. And I love his... Because I don't believe Michael Che is the misogynist. No, like, he's not. That's the thing. But he's I love not. the character he plays on yeah. Weekend Update. Yeah. It is so much fun. Where And maybe this is a, you know, um, maybe this is a hot take, but I think that Norm MacDonald kind of was a little bit of a homophobic misogynist a little bit. I, I, you know, it, it, maybe he, but me, like, yeah. he, he definitely tried to, he Kaufman-esque style. I'm really going to go for this. But I think there was something there. There wasn't a wink as much as there is with Michael Che. Michael Che right? is out loud a, an ally and a supporter, and, and just, he really is. And so if you have a problem with what he's doing, you don't get the joy. It's almost like a Tropic Thunder thing where you don't understand why Robert Downey Jr. in blackface in that movie is actually funny. It is not about that. It's about making fun of the people that make fun of that. So Michael Che is, is walking that line better than anybody I've seen in the last 10 years. Yeah, it, it's kind of like uh, the Colbert Report, right? Where Stephen Colbert is playing a role and he's having fun with the role. Absolutely. And he's he's winking and nodding at this role. And and, and it's we're all in on it. Yep. Or at least I think I am. You know, I think yeah, that exactly. I, 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 man, I think that Michael Che is brilliant and I'm here for everything he's got to do. I agree. Uh, let's go to some of the bits. Uh, we can update a bit. A guy named Ethan on the 2024 Oscar snubs, written by Jimmy Fowley, uh, Kiara. Os- I've said her name like different times every time. O'Sullivan, Bowen Yang, Celestine. I really need to figure that out. <laughs> a man named Ethan, played by Bowen Yang, stopped by Weekend Update to discuss the nominations for the 2024 Oscars. I love Bowen Yang. I love him on Weekend Update. This was just okay for me. This wasn't great. I, I feel like. I'm not in on the joke. Yeah, that's that's. I felt like it was probably funny to a lot of people because Bowen Yang can perform really well, and I, I, the audience I, seemed to even have fun. With I it. also I didn't get it. I also feel like I'm I'm wrong. Like <laughs> yeah, I, that's what I'm saying. You know, I feel so bad because this every, is on me. Every, yeah, honestly, as an audience member watching this, show, I'm like, this. I should be enjoying this. I don't know why I'm not loving this. Like I don't. I just don't get it. And I want it. I, I feel so. Bad. I'm on the outside of the, of the of the restaurant, pressing my hand against the window, watching my ex and her new husband and kids eating dinner. Why? Why don't I get to be a part of this? Bowen, make me a part of this. I don't get it. I didn't either. I I just it was fine. This performance was fine. It wasn't the worst bit. I just didn't get it. It wasn't for me. Fine. Moving on. Uh, we can update bit tarot reader Jan Jambi on the 2024. Election, Jane Jambi, a tarot reader portrayed by Heidi Gardner, appears on Weekend Update to share her predictions for the 2024 election. I think there's some fun things you could do with this character and keep it going, oh, yeah. honestly. I had a lot more fun with this one. Yes. I love the chemistry that her and Che had. I actually would like to see it played up a little bit more, as Sarah Sherman does with Colin Jones. I was just going to say, this is, this is maybe a counterpoint to that, because when... The third time the newsman comes out, the newsman card comes out. I'm I'm dying. I'm yep. like, this is they're making it all about him. And there's some fun things you could do with those cards. Yep. I oh. actually really enjoyed this. I think they should do this again. The and toilet, just the escalate the hell <laughs> so out of it. Good. Have fun. Yeah. No, honestly, and 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 there is nobody better than Heidi Gardner on the show to do this character. Obviously, I think Heidi Gardner can do no wrong. We we all know that. I, I love her. You have a little bit of, a, I would say, a gentleman's crush. Let's call it huge. Uh, I love you, Heidi. So, sorry, Ashley. <laughs> Introduce that you have a girlfriend on the show. I've had show, a girlfriend on the show. Heidi, Heidi, give me a call. Call me. 
<laughs> I'm sure your husband's lovely. He wouldn't mind. Uh, anyway, I love her to death, but she is made for a role like this. I mean, she she really is good at it. I loved actually seeing her back on Weekend Update. Yes, yes. She does such fun characters. Man. We talked about, I think last week, actually, you and I talked about having her back and some of the things that she does. Sometimes her 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 Weekend Update bits can seem somewhat similar, but she still nails it. Exactly. As does, it's, it's kind of like um, Bo and Yang. When Bo and Yang, when we don't laugh at Bo and Yang, I assume I'm not on in on the joke. It's not because of Bo and Yang. They, they and the reason that they're very similarly all in on those characters. There's not one thing. Oh, this isn't going well, so I'm gonna be. I'm gonna play it a little bit more reserved. I'm committed to being this bonkers personality and either get with me or you know I don't care. So uh, writers bring back Jan Jambi. I think this is a character that yes. needs another. Yes, a weekend. I would love this, and, love and please it. make it again uh, with Colin or sorry with with Michael J. and 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 double down. Yep, you know, uh, make it work. Yeah, uh, play up on the kissing the cards bit, <laughs> yeah, like the, the, the licking. The licking that was so good. Make it awkward. Make it oh. to where he doesn't know what he's supposed to do. I Just love have fun. that so much. All right, moving on. Book Club. A woman portrayed by Dakota Johnson informs her friends, Chloe Feynman, Heidi Gardner, Punky Johnson, Ego Wodum, Sarah Sherman, and Molly Carney, that she will be appearing on Shark Tank. The episode also includes guest appearances by Shark Tank hosts Barbara Corcoran, I don't know how to pronounce her name, and Mark Cuban. Super awkward from uh, Dakota Johnson on this yeah, one. So this is the sketch that, of all of the sketches, was the most stilted and the worst version of this because every time every time they cut to her to deliver any line, she broke every sentence into two weird parts with a strange pause for effect, I guess, or that's how she just chews. Like, and I have to say that the dynamic of this friend group will shift. What are you doing? You're that's not how people talk. Nope. At all, ever. Nope. It, it was, was like, so did weird. Did you not know where the sketch is going? Yeah. Like, I can understand, like, <sighs> kind of like, because she did this in a couple other sketches where you're like, like, you, it, 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 it was kind of like you're reading the lines, but you're reading them for the first time. Like, I, I don't, like, you're, and again, and I, man, I'm not an actor, uh, okay, but you're an, you're an actress, right? Like, you can act like a character. You could, you could play a normal human being instead of the, Oh, oh! Is Dakota Johnson your friend? Because that Dakota Johnson is going to be on Shark Tank. Yep, that's all this was, and that's not what I. And again, much this like is a sketch that could have been, I think, okay. Yeah. There could have been some funny things there. Uh, there was no, good no, no other longing for lines no that, other um, uh, actor or actress in that in that sketch was in the wrong. That was all Dakota Johnson. No, but humor takes timing, oh, right? Gosh. And so when there is a millisecond in between the timing. I was I, like, again. I was cringing. It was just so hard to watch, and that's not SNL's fault. That's that's well, it's SNL's fault for making her own. I'm just joking. <laughs> no, you're not. All right, uh, moving on. Lost bag. Last sketch of the night. An airport worker played by Devin Walker is seen searching through the bag of Dakota Johnson's character. The movie also, or sorry, the sketch also includes Michael Longfellow as Johnson's boyfriend and Keenan Thompson as Walker's father. I think Devin Walker has a character here, actually. I yeah. think there's something you could do with this sketch. And I actually didn't like the premise of the sketch. I, I disliked the premise of the sketch. I didn't like what Devin Walker was trying to do with the sketch. I think he could form this into something good. I think, again, and I don't... 
this is really making me seem like I don't like Dakota Johnson, and that is not the truth. I like Dakota Johnson. I I don't think she brought it in the sketch, and I think what what Devin Walker was doing required a better person to do it with. The the most telling part of the sketch, why it wasn't working because of because of Dakota Johnson, was the the bit about like you know that we're not on the phone, right? That part of it could have been hilarious. Yes. That's really yes. well written, and that's a unique premise. Uh, imagine standing in front of somebody and acting like you're on the phone and you can't see them because that's what he was doing to her. Like uh, Valerie, are you still like? Are you still here? We're not on the phone, but she was not incredulous at all. She was just deadpan saying, "We're not on the phone." What are you doing? Again, you brought nothing to this, which makes me kind of honestly sad for Devin Walker because we've talked about how little time he's got on this season. He had a good episode this season. He or this this episode, he got on quite a few sketches. But here's a sketch where he's the featured part of it. And by the way, it, doing it, a, it opened uh, up super well. He told an, a, an elderly woman that she could do pornography. Yeah. And I got a huge laugh from the audience. You and started he's, he's doing a character a, a character that's very unique to him. <sighs> and so I felt honestly kind of bad for yeah, him because I'm like this actually isn't away. a bad sketch. No. It just did not have a good sketch partner and again this is well written because the pornography thing the the journal could have flown up out of the bag and dropped into somebody else's bag is a great idea for uh, for a comedy and so then uh michael longfellow's character goes that's never happened like all of this stuff is very very funny and just it got it got ruined again by somebody i like women i like all women and I don't dislike Dakota Johnson. I genuinely don't. It's just she sketch comedy is not her thing. No, it's not. It's it's just not. It's not. So there was a comfort time sketch. Did you get a chance to watch? I did. It? I did. It's called a horny little dork. <laughs> which in our text thread for Brad, you and I, I did call you a horny little Come dork. Come on. I am a horny little dork. In this comfort time sketch, the woman Dakota played by Dakota or the women played by Dakota Johnson, Heidi Gardner, and Chloe Trost are discussing a problem with their husbands. Played by Keenan Thompson, Mikey Day, and James Austin Johnson. This was hilarious. I don't know why you didn't include this, this in the actual episode. Yeah, if you I have, thought if, it was okay, if you haven't hilarious. if you haven't seen this, it's a pre-tape, and it's basically what would ha- what happens in relationships when it's you're no longer truly able to convince your girlfriend or wife that you can say something sexy. So instead you're like, mm, I like your boobies. <laughs> Those are fun boobies. I'm a booby inspector. Like you're just this weird little horny little dork. Like, what are you doing? Like compliment her for real. Nope. You gotta be like, mm, I'm like mm, Captain <laughs> Underpants reporting for dude. Like what? It's funny. It's very funny. Cause I know that this happens. Uh, I've probably been guilty in you know in my life of being a little weird. Oh no, no, you are. We've heard from many people. Come on, we, no, I'm just saying that many? that is that is something that's out there that we've heard something about that's out there in the cultural zeitgeist. Uh, of course, yes, the cultural zeitgeist that I go. Can I see your boobies? Uh, but this was a it funny, was funny premise. Very funny. I loved Bo and Yang's where it's like you know what. Um, what would you do if he tried to be romantic? They'd be like, oh, they'd be like, oh, gross. That's the problem. Yep. So it, it actually, what, what I learned about it is it points to an actual cultural, almost therapeutic problem that you've been together for so long that the the problem of romance is there. Yeah, you're weirding me out that you're trying to be intimate. Yeah, so because then they turn we're into not like, at that point anymore. We're past that point. We've been together for too long to be romantic. And Mikey, they, uh, I mean, they, they all do a great job, but man, um, 
just wa- just watching the guys in this sketch, and it's all the same voice. Now let me. <laughs> it's all the they're doing their best, uh, uh, Professor Frank almost from The Simpsons. Um, so yeah, I really enjoyed this. Um, I wish it would have been in the actual episode. Sure. If you have not seen this, go to the SNL's YouTube page and you can find it there. Yep. All right, let's go to uh, let's start with MVP of the night. We we usually give two awards for each episode: the MVP and sketch of the night, our favorite uh, uh, cast member, or it could be host if it's a really good host, and our uh, favorite sketch. Let's go with MVP. Who did you think did really well tonight? I liked Heidi Gardner a lot this episode because of the weekend update character, and she was in a lot too. She was. Uh, she was in the big uh, dumb Stanley. She was in the book club. She was in even she had a bit in the cold open. Um, so she was she was prevalent everywhere. And obviously having having somebody uh, solid like that will only help us catch, especially when you've got a very stilted host. So, but yeah, her her, her weekend this new weekend update character is enough for me to be like, yeah, I want that to come back. Yeah, I think that's a great choice. I did go with Mikey Day here because I thought he did well. Also fair, and- yeah. Uh, the horny little dork thing he was really good in, and he did really well in home videos. It made me laugh. <sighs> the home video and thing then was the NFL Championship awesome. Sunday, he was in yep. as well. I thought he had a, a really good episode. But I, I do want to point out, um, I, I want to give a shout out because he, he hasn't had a great season yet, but I think there's a lot there. Um, Devin Walker was in the NFL Championship Sunday Cold Open, he was in Waiters. And he was in Lost Bag. And so I think he had a good episode for Devin Walker. Yeah, I hope that that just continues to improve for him because, and like and you give said, Lost Bag another Lost chance. Bag, give, that yeah. give that character another more. chance. Yeah, yeah. Give it give it a good host to work with that because yep. there's something there. Yep. All right. Um, favorite sketch of the night? I Please Don't Destroy by far. It's the yeah, best it thing is. I've seen on TV in a while. Like, and, it's just incredible. And for, for a group of guys that has a ton of good sketches and good uh, bits that they do, I thought it was at least a top five for me, maybe even a top three. So, so kudos to that. I know that we, you know, that's a pre-tape. And so if gun to my head, I have to choose a live one. It would be really tough this time because I didn't think a lot of the live stuff was great. If there weren't the technical problems of the cold open, sorry, if there weren't the technical problems of the cold open, that would have been the live sketch of the night for me, yeah. which is the first time I probably would have chose a cold open in forever because sure. it was awesome. The, the premise, again, I know that you know lots of SNL producers and Lauren listens to the, our show. The writers all listen. You know all the cast members listen. So just again, guys, fans. you did you did a great job there. Uh, let's let's keep. And I know it's I know it's listen. I know it's political open season time, but maybe you know just keep going down this line of not doing that. I love it. All right. Well, that's the episode for tonight. Next week we'll be back. Um, Ao Edabiri, I think is her name, is the host. Just like Jacob Alordi, who is this person? I don't. Oh, know have is. you not seen the bear yet? Oh, oh, I didn't know that was her name. Yeah, sorry, so I know she, exactly what that is. Yep. She's amazing. She's fantastic. She's hilarious. I'm actually really, really excited. She's also this. in Bottoms, the movie, right? Yes, I think so. Yep, yep. yep. Um, she would not shock fantastic. me if she tried out for SNL at one point in her life. That she's, would not be, shock me that she has. She's phenomenal. So I I am she's a young talent she's this is going to be a fun episode. Yeah, I'm in. I'm all in. 
and uh, Jennifer Lopez is uh, the musical guest. And she's done the show quite often enough that hopefully we get a little bit of uh, Justin Timberlake action where she appears in a sketch or does something. Yeah, it wouldn't shock me. I would love that. Um, so uh, Ao Edabiri, I, I I'm a I apologize if I'm not pronouncing that right. I'll if Brad was here, he would be judging me. Um, she was also an intern at the Upright Citizens Brigade, so oh, she's awesome. done some stuff. I love it. I think she's familiar with sketch comedy. It should be a lot of fun. Maybe Brad will be back next week. Is he coming back? I don't know. We'll see. Will we invite him back? You know what we should do is check the ratings from last week and this week, and we'll we'll see if the metrics show that we're more popular without him. And then if we are, we'll just, you know, tough decision time. There's no guarantees whether or not again, Brad Oman will be on this, this show ever again. Did he come up with the idea for this show? I don't remember. Did he invite us? I don't remember that either. I don't either. It's been so long. We've yeah. got a lot of episodes into this thing. Yeah. So, so, you know, time will tell. And I think we need to be committed to the craft more than the person. Oh, absolutely. And and none of the three of us would ever say this show isn't is about us. It's about the audience. This show's bigger than Brad Oman. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And and being bigger than Ben Connors and Brad Oman, that's hard to do. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, listeners, we'll be back next week. Hey, go to the 10 to onecom if you ever want to listen to any of our past episodes or if you just want to share this episode with somebody, you can find the link on there. Um, do rate us on iTunes or wherever podcasts are. Subscribe. Help us share this. If you know somebody that likes SNL or just wants to be a part of our little community here that talks about the episodes, we genuinely love to hear your takes on love things, it. some of your, your opinions on the sketches or where we got it wrong or what we missed. Let us know. I will say this, Ben. Um, Dave Chappelle came at the end oh, of the episode. Let's talk about that real, yeah, real quick. Fuck that. I, I don't like know it. why he came up there. He's a narcissist. I, for those of you listening, wanting us to give an opinion on that, I have no idea why. I don't like it. I can't believe if that you've he not was seen Bo and Yang it. and Sarah Sherman's uh, uh, exchange, exchange there. Bowen, I, Bowen I stand is, with Bowen and yeah, Sarah in, I, in the corner. I stand with Bowen in the corner. I'm going to make a fucking t-shirt. I stand with Bowen in the corner because uh, Dave Chappelle is is not, he's a, he's a punch down comedian, so he can go fuck himself. So if you're waiting for us, to, that is our opinion on there. Brad might have a different opinion because, you know, he's Brad. But anyway, <laughs> thanks so much for listening. We'll be back next week. If you have a chance, listen to our other podcast, Go Fix Yourself. Uh, go Fix Yourself Pod, I think, dot com or Go Fix Yourself dot com. Go Fix Yourself Pod dot com. Is it? Or GoFixYourself.com. It's not the 10 to one pod.com. I don't, I don't know. Just look us up. Look <laughs> us up, people. All right. We'll be back next week. Be good to yourself. Be good to others. Bye-bye. <laughs>